I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. in a clone wars. But yeah, he's known to be quite antagonistic and yes. cause problems. He's fought with he's fought with Ollie Reed and a few other people. Yeah. So Fred Wolf, who plays the sheriff in this, who uh, all the way through have an issue with each yeah. other. He's the sheriff. He's a bounty killer. Got proper issues. Um, apparently. Um, Klaus Kinski said some very unfavorable things about Jewish people, specifically Fuck. specifically to Fred Wolf, who is Jewish, and fucking hell. And uh, I won't repeat what he said because it's horrendous. Oh, yeah. um, from what I from these these are quotes, but I don't know <coughs> how true yeah. they are. But apparently, this was said because it was to give Fred Wolf inspiration to be mean to his character Loka. Oh, so the director yeah. Sergio Kobuchi probably goaded him I, into it, didn't he? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's the fact. Well, it's all speculation. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You'll, you'll never get an answer for it, but but I know I know Klaus Kinski is has a history of being difficult yeah. on set uh, yeah. with actors, with directors, with anybody mm-hmm. in particular. So that could be on it off his own back. Could be who knows. Yeah, yeah. but. But basically, yeah, he he said apparently said some things. But again, I can't confirm that or deny that. I only yeah. found that fact on one website, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing we we found quite. I'm surprised how much information I found on these films. Yeah. You know, how many, how, how many facts I found because they have been so hard to get hold of mm. because they've been locked away for so long. I mean, it's just a testament to so like again we'll, we'll mention Tarantino, yeah, you know, very surely, yeah. utilizing these these films for his own influences. It's probably opened doors, mm. you know, to a lot of information that weren't that was no longer accessible at all. You know, mm. yeah. I mean, any information that I have found, I've been like, okay, yeah. I can't really find any sort of like hardcore yeah. evidence to suggest Nothing. this happened. Yeah, exactly. But it is interesting it's that it's the same with the same with the shooting. I only really found that on one website. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, exactly. But I, but I do like that fact yeah. about. I think we've got. I think we've got to talk about the ending. I think. Yeah. So everything builds yeah. up from that sequence. From that where, one sequence, where yeah. he throws the cigar into the glass because literally, um, silence is exposed. Then mm. isn't he? He's exposed because, yeah. you know, everybody knows that he won't draw his gun no, first. Never. And Loco uses that to his advantage. Ultimately, makes silence betray his own principles mm. at the end of the film. That's what I got from it. Is yeah. literally like you know, Loco's played it to a point where. He knows silence will draw his gun first and he will pay for it. And it happens to devastating effect. So mm-hmm. basically silence is again broken, isn't he? He's broken. Yeah. He's left similar, completely similar. mangled. Yeah, similar situation to Django, the end of Django. Yeah, he's completely mangled. How how is he mangled the guy? I can't. So they shoot both his so That's it. So yeah. he goes he goes Silence's thing yeah. is to shoot people's thumbs off so they yeah. can't, they can't, they can't That's utilize right. gun yeah. properly. So so uh, Polyco gets his thumb shot off yeah. and reveals himself to have known Silence. Yeah. And Silence hunted him down when he was an adult, yeah. shot his thumb off for killing his dad and his mum. Yeah. Um, and that's why he's kept Loco out of jail and, yeah. and around. Because he knows he knows Silence, Silence will come. Is, when he finds him, he's gonna kill him. Yeah. Loco comes out, looks like a fair gunfight. Loco gets his men to shoot both his hands. Yeah. 
and unable to defend himself, yeah, is killed. Yeah. Um, then, I mean, the the, sta- the standoff at the end is beautiful. Oh, gorgeous! It's absolutely beautiful. So silence is clearly you can't win. There's no way mm. you can win. No. But it plays that thing of like, oh, the hero's going to win, mm. and silence. He's lost both his use of his hands. Mm. I think he's been shot or you know been severely damaged or hit. Mm. Somewhere else on his body. And yeah, I think he's, he's, yeah, he's been slowly chat. trying to he's come back around. He's been injured throughout yeah. the film. I mean, Silence yeah. goes through a lot. It goes, he's completely yeah. ruined by the end of the film, and he literally turns up at this this place. All the bandits that were, you know, done obviously not yeah, yeah. bandits. They've all been captured mm. finally by Loco's gang, and Loco yeah. pulls them into this saloon and keeps them all tied up and everything. Yeah, and Silence, obviously in the hero aspect, goes to try and rescue them. He mm. feels he has no other choice. And unfortunately, Loco's pre-planned this. He knows what's going to happen. Yeah. And Loco comes out to meet him, stands in the doorway and just stares at him. Mm. And he stares at him. And my God, there's a mixture of every single brilliant facet of this film. You have the wind. You have the score, mm. which hits a crescendo. It hits an absolute crescendo like you know the violins are just absolutely piercing and beautiful and they reverberate across the entire screen and in your speakers in your head and you have the both of these men silence and loco staring each other out hmm. and you have silence who's clearly he's, he's he's not there he's not entirely there anymore he's 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 lost immediately before he even goes to draw yeah and you have loco just staring and he's got those piercing blue eyes yeah and that that hair, it's literally it's one of the most perfect standoff sequences I think I've ever seen. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to describe in pure you know words how brilliant it looks because every every single moment of that sequence is dialed up perfectly. And this is the evolution yeah. of Sergio Kobuchi from yes. from Django into this film, which is only two years. Mm. You can tell the craft is that much more brilliant. It's, it's that much more poetic. It's yes. not bombastic. This is literally emotion. Emotion runs through it because you can tell there is th- something in Loco where he's like, don't do it. Just don't yeah. do it. Yeah. Don't draw your gun because Loco is stood there yeah. slightly slouching against the doorframe going, mm. I know you're going to do it, but don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah. Please don't do it. But silence bound by his own sort of necessity to yeah. do the right thing Ends ultimately up. costs everything yeah. and it does cost everything absolutely he breaks his own mantra of not drawing first he goes to draw he's never going to get there first yeah. immediately a guy from a window shoots him yeah. and then loco casually finishes him off with a shot to the head yeah. and it's horrific it's absolutely horrific because the hero is dead yeah. The hero is fucking dead straight away. Literally completely dead. And when I watched I went I li- I was on, yeah. my own, on my own in the house and I went holy shit. Mm. I verbally said that out loud. I went holy shit. I did not see that coming. But then to top it off, what happens then? <laughs> he turns around Loco and his entire gang and they massacre every single person from the bandit gang. They massacre them. There's no words, no words. One man goes, no, please don't, please, please don't do this. You don't have to do this. Mm. And they kill everyone. Loco and his gang of hunter killers, whatever they are, they kill every single person. 
and there are women in that scene. There yeah. were children originally, but there yeah. was no children in that sequence. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing children in the you know in the gang, you know, the, the bandit gang as they're roaming the hills. The, they're the taken country, out yeah. because they all get massacred, yeah. and it's horrifying. It and at that moment, I knew why the film had been banned yeah. or locked yeah, away yeah. because it is literally it's not a case of the all fire single shots no it's Locos not gang. it's not like it's not like you see the the violence of the act it's just the it's just knowing the act itself yeah. takes place yeah i mean they, they they literally they don't hold back either they're literally like i said there's no single shots you literally yeah. they empty every single weapon they have all the gang they have the rifles yeah. they're all in close proximity as well and these people are still tied up to this bar, to banisters. Some of yeah. them are holding, like, they're held up by the hands, mm. almost like on, like, you know, like a, on a cross, if you like, mm. and they all get obliterated. Yeah. And it's horrifying, it's horrific, mm. and it's bleak, and the film and you, ends there. <laughs> and do you know the most tragic aspect of that? It's all legal. Yeah, it's it a legal, legal massacre. Yeah, it's a legal massacre because they've been hired to kill every single one of them. They even say, We'll get a decent amount of money yeah. for all these. We'll leave the bodies as they are. We'll yeah. Come, we'll come back from later. But it's horrific. That's it. It's horrific. But that is the it's ambiguity the... of the fucking film. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just the, the casual nature yeah. of a Loco doesn't say anything. He, doesn't yeah. say anything. he just turns around. One guy jumps yeah. over a bar. Yeah. And they turn we'll around and they literally... And the sound. The music stops. Yeah. Which is brilliant. The score ceases because the hero's gone. Yeah. Score stops and it is literally just all you get is the sounds of the rifles and the pistols, yeah. the revolvers going do 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 and they're, they're all oh yeah. it's it's you can't describe yeah how brutal that ending is you really can't it re- it hits there's no you. gore there's no, no gore absolutely no but there's glasses popping everywhere there's yeah. windows breaking people are flailing it's, left right it's, and it's like it's like the St Valentine's Day massacre or something like that it's yeah. on, it's on that level of but this time. Technically, you know, they're not they're not yeah. innocent they're not innocent, but they are innocent. Yeah. Because because they're desperate corrupt, people. Corrupt people have made them become criminals. Yeah. You know, that they have been forced to do what they yeah. had to do to survive. And they yes, they are legally branded as criminals, but they're kind of innocent as well. Yeah. And and again, it's a legal massacre. Like it's totally yeah. within the rules of the bounty killers, the yeah, bounty because they're, they're doing the job because that's dead or alive. We've been hired that to is do it. And and the fact that they just go, oh, we'll come back in a bit. Yeah, you know, it's 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 nothing to them. Yeah, it is it is barely nothing. Yeah. This is just business as usual. Yeah, it's another fucking job, and that is it. And that is the, yeah. that is the kind of the cold harsh truth mm-hmm. of the West for yeah. me in in that in that ending. And Loco is the only character I, I figured. Loco is the only character that actually sticks to his morals. Because he never draws first. Because yeah. when Silence gets killed, yeah. the woman who hired him, who became the yes, love interest, bullying, she comes yeah, over bullying, and immediately yeah. pulls out a gun yes. to try and shoot him, and Loco shoots her. Yeah. He waits for her to shoot her. So, Loco is the only one. So the, he, villain, the villain of the piece anything, is the only one that follows his own yeah. moral trajectory. So if anything, he's almost the hero of the piece. In a really horrifically dark way yeah. of looking at it. Yes, he yeah. is. In the most negative light possible. But like you said, like you were saying yeah. before I rudely interrupted... No, of course. That is the nature of the true West. Yeah. It was that dark. It was that violent. It was that horrific. If you had a bounty on your head, somebody was going to kill you. If you, even if you meant, you know, even if you didn't mean to do something, they were going to kill you. Yeah, and I think there there seems to be a running, 
I don't know how religious like Corbucci was, but there seems to be this running idea of kind of martyrdom in both films. Yeah. And not only that, along with that martyrdom comes the damaging of both hands, which brings to me it's very, images it's very, yeah, yeah, yeah. of the stigmata yeah, and are. Christ. I didn't even think about that. And and that again, they're doing the right thing, but they're being you know they're being sacrificed again. Well, they're they're, yeah. it's, they're these guys are Italian. Yeah, you know, I, you know, it's almost um, like blatantly there for me that both characters. Well, the repercussion of this film is that it tells you at the end is like as a result of this massacre, the rules of bounty killers were changed. Yes, it became yeah. something less desirable. They mm. didn't no longer wanted to do it this way. They wanted to have yeah. policing and sheriffs to you know like, to take people and again, alive and to punish them appropriately yeah, yeah. And that again, is literally what it says at the end of the film yeah there's a there's a, 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 a kind of page of text but also that goes right back to the beginning of the film where he's inspired by people like JFK Malcolm X Martin yeah. Luther King like the Civil Rights Act you know proper came into effect once these once Malcolm X and and yeah. you know Dr. Martin Luther King died yeah. like that's when it was then went fuck yes we need to make a move on this. This yeah. needs to happen. This needs to be actioned. Yeah, I mean, and you could even argue that what's recently been happening as well. You know, yeah. the, 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 oh, as awful as it is, yeah. you know, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, movement yeah. is in response to something so horribly tragic that yeah. should never have happened. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that this film again even though it's 50 years old, even though it didn't get released till the 90s due to the, the extreme violence yeah. and the bleakness, no doubt, of the end, it's still very topical. still falls into a oh, lot yeah. of things that we talk about, we've talked about today with the pandemic and Black Lives Matter. Yeah, you know, brutality. A lot, a lot of Westerns, you know, people think, oh, Westerns are old hat and they're out, they're outdated and stuff. I disagree entirely. I, I, think, I think Westerns are fantastic yeah. and hold a mirror up to society forever and always will um no matter you know it might not be as brutal or as bloodthirsty but there is still those elements in the world and things like that still do happen yeah um regardless right so that was that was the great silence um let's have a quick toilet break and then we'll come back and we'll do the final comparison (laughs) um it might be a one a one horse show, but we'll see. Oh well, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Let's find out. Let's see if it's as ambiguous as anything else. <laughs> see you in a little while, guys. Django, Django, have you always been alone? Okay, so we're back. For the Clone Balls results. Yes, we are. So we have Where discussed... did you go? I, where did I go? I don't even know where I went then. Um, when I... is this weird space uh, in between podcasts? Space that doesn't exist. <laughs> the moral <laughs> space between our actions. The space between spaces where they're going to remake The Last Jedi oh, and no! The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, fans were upset. Oh dear. Oh well, well, what are we gonna do? No, mm, just we're spend billions making another one. I don't think so. No, just somehow. enjoy the Mandalorian. Yeah. You know what it is? It's because we're getting a Snyder cut. I think. I think it is because because we're yeah. getting that. Because we're getting is, that. All all the fanboys are like, we won, we won. So now we want everything you know, that we you know never what's got. Concerning about this, the, the rise of Skywalker rumor is because they established something in Rebels. Hmm. TV show, okay. a cartoon TV show, whereby um, a character went into sort of like the nether realm of the Force okay. and pulled a character 
from the past to save them. Into thus, the future. Yeah, thus, okay. thus altering history in a way. Time. Okay. So there's a lot of things saying, oh, well, they could do that. They could go, did, in, did they they go, go into the did Neverland. Did they go back? Did they go back into time? Or? No, she, the, the character came forward into the present. Mm. And, you know, could, uh, yeah, yeah. it was it's hi- highly, in, in, highly suggested that she gets killed by Vader. Right. But this character gets pulled forward okay. into the present, thus never being killed by Vader. Right. Okay. So um, arguably creating yeah. another time. Exactly. So that's what okay. the suggest- That's where these rumours are coming from. Mm. But they're only rumours... You know, yeah, I think yeah. created by really, you know, like ultra hardcore. I'm a hardcore Star Wars fan. I mean, I can tell yeah. looking around well, the room. Well, yeah, I mean, we're, we're being stared <laughs> at by your, a lot of lightsabers, and helmets, yeah, figures, a lot of stuff. But a lot of stuff. I don't buy into any of it. I think just leave it as it is. I didn't like the uh, the rise of Skywalker. No. I really didn't like it. But just leave it. Leave it. Accept it. Move on to the yeah. next project. And see I think. Where it I think so. I think. I think. Like I'm more. In, I'm always more interested in Star Wars stuff that doesn't. Link to the Skywalkers. Yes, because I think I'm leaning to that oh, way as well. So much good, like legacy stuff yeah. that's no longer canon, yeah. which is all good. And again, and I feel like a lot of people think because we've had so much Skywalker shit, yeah. people are like, "Well, you're born into the Force," and it's not true. No, like, it's not because you know, there's evidence to suggest otherwise. Yeah. So and even in the Last Jedi, you've got that little kid sweeping up, you know, who's yeah. Force positive, sensitive. Yeah. You know, but yeah, he goes like clone or or you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. one off family or what have you. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's potential there uh, to grow and to to adjust. That's why I was quite excited when they announced that the director of Last Jedi was doing his own trilogy. You know, separate. Yeah. I thought that, that sounds like a good idea. a lot of separate other directors coming up now, like Taika yeah. Waititi, and then you've got John Favreau who's in charge of um, the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian yeah. stuff. There's a lot to be hopeful for the future. I know we're not, we're not quite on the topic of Western no. minutes, boys and girls. <laughs> Go so back to Star Wars. Apologies but, for that. It's but my we did fault. we did talk about Westerns and the in relation to Star Wars, yeah. so that's fine. So there's a, there's a lot to look forward to, I think. Oh, good. I think it's just a case of... Waiting, yeah. Let let go. Move on. You can still not like it. I don't like it. Even even after Rise of the Skywalker came out, people were like, you know what, Last Jedi was actually okay, and there was so much hate at the time for Last Jedi. Yeah, I mean, I I was one of those very few people that liked the Last Jedi, Mm. but. Unfortunately, it was soured for me because yeah. of the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I just didn't agree I've, I've, with any of the bullet points of the film. I didn't yeah. agree with the story. I didn't yeah. agree with the direction at all. So, but, but like, yeah, I'm mature enough. I did my review on it. I went. I hate it. Yeah, don't like it. But now I'm. Yeah. I want to move on because yeah, exactly. I, I love Star Wars. So the I future. The future. It looks. If if they're going to continue with this, the TV shows and the way the TV shows are, yeah. looks very positive. But again, I do think it depends on the creators, creatives involved, and with yeah. something so successful as the Mandalorian, you need to look at who's behind that. Yes, and get them involved is it, in is it. it. Am, I, am I right in saying somebody is it Filoni? Filoni? Yeah, Filoni. He was yeah. in charge of like the Clone Wars and mm. Rebels to a certain extent. Yeah. You know, it's clear there where the quality lies. Yeah. And Favreau, John Favreau has obviously taken over. Who did Iron Man? Iron Man, know? yeah, Iron Man too. You know, uh, to he, a lesser degree. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, he's he, you know he's, he's a big yeah big talent, and you know he's got a lot of love. And there's there's legs to the Star Wars franchise. I yeah. think we just need to we still need to see them you know spread spread their wings and their legs. Yeah, spread their legs, maybe not spread. Their legs. <laughs> uh, 
Maybe we'll edit this out. Maybe not. Stop spreading the legs Stop of the Skywalker the... saga. I mean, a lot of people would say that's what's yeah. happened. Yeah. They, they spread the legs of the Skywalker saga and completely and fucked it up. But, you know, that's <laughs> to it. your interpretation. Totally I, would, I would agree to a certain yeah. extent, uh, but let's move on. Anyway, so, Westerns. Do you remember them? Uh, remember those two Westerns we were talking about? Um... So oh, I've got an image of Luke Skywalker in my head now that I need to get out. <laughs> I'm here, I'm sat here wearing a, a t-shirt with an X-wing on it, and oh I'm imagining God. Luke Skywalker spread eagles. Literally. Oh God. Surrounded I, by every Star Wars oh, bit of Hamill. memorabilia we can actually think oh, of. Mark oh, Hamill, I'm poor so Mark sorry. Hamill. Oh no. Is it is it the Wampa? Is it the Wampa that's doing it? He's, <laughs> he's doing the, the horrible act. He's taking his severed arm and using it. Oh, that's enough. <laughs> Anyway, talking talking about dark and bleak things, uh, back to the two films. So this is the point, supposed to be the point where we compare them. Um, So let's get on with that. Um, Right, so comparison. Well, I think I said it straight away when we started talking about The Great Silence. Yeah. I prefer The Great Silence. Okay, so we're going to break it down. Yes, we're going to break it down. I agree. I prefer the Great Silence, but let's break it down in all the categories we have, as per usual. Oh, good. So we have first of all we have writing. So what did you think of the writing to Django in comparison um, to the Great Silence? So the writing for Django it does feel quite choppy at places. Um, I don't know whether that's because the dubbing just isn't right or whatever. Yeah, the mixed signals, you know. Lost Can in you, translation. Yeah, lost in translation. That's what I was thinking. Then lost in translation. I, I think that might have had an effect more than anything. Mm-hmm. But the whole film feels a lot more choppier. Yeah. You know, some set pieces they're in the wrong place. You know, it's not streamlined at all. No, it's not. It's yeah. not, and it feels like like bombastic, mm. which is perfectly fine. Yeah. But when you look at the Great Silence, everything is. It's poetic from the beginning to last. It's a it's a saga. Even even though the great science is difficult to keep track of at first, yeah, yeah, yeah because, of course, because yeah. literally it throws you in. It throws you in, and there's all this stuff happening. Yeah. And you're like, oh god, I can't quite grasp it. Yeah, I mean, I rewound it a couple of times yeah, just to get too. a grasp on what I'd missed because I didn't miss things immediately. Yeah. But the writing in The Great Silence is much more streamlined. It's much more Agreed. pointing towards that ending, and it plays. It had. The thing with the script with the great sounds is it knows when to shut up. Yes, absolutely. It knows when to be silent. Yes. <laughs> and those moments, like we talked, those moments when he's flicking the match into the yes. glass. Oh. Nothing is said. In the first instance, he picks the match out the glass, yeah. chucks it on the on the table, goes to take a drink, and then the cigar comes in, and he's like, mm. and only then does, yeah. does something get said. That is a mark of good scripting and good yeah. directing. Whereas in Django. <laughs> Bless you indeed. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Bloody hell. It's like you're out in the cold there. Are you in the great I, silence? I feel like... Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'll but, be anything but silent now. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with Django. No. It's just... Not as good. Yeah, it's just not as good. It's, it's not just good. not... It's not It's not as clean and as clinical in terms of writing because it feels like just, it has just, to fill in the blanks yeah. too much. Uh, like I said earlier, I think it's three set pieces loosely tied together yeah. by scripting. Um, 
I'll be honest, it does feel like a little bit... I think the problem with Django is is it's limited by budget, and you can see it's limited by budget just by looking yeah. at it. Cinematography-wise, you know, visually, makeup, costuming, you name it. Yeah. It's limited by budget. Which is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a fine film. It's an yeah. excellent film. But I think the script does feel like a rip-off, like a semi-rip-off of Fistful of Dollars. Because you've got which came the fistful of dollars come first? Fistful of dollars, Did, didn't it? For a few dollars more, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. So, fistful of dollars is a remake, a loose remake of Yojimbo, which is yes, the is. Kurosawa, yeah, yeah. Um, Jap- uh, the samurai Japanese film. And it basically it's the somebody who rides into town and pits yep. two rival gangs against each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is effectively what Django does in this. Yeah, to a does. to a degree. Yeah, not not as not as as clever or as clever or as as directly. Yeah, um, they're not directly combating each other or yeah. anything like that. But the person who is manipulating them, the gunman or the swordsman, comes out in the end. Yeah, uh, eventually on top because of all the things they've done. They outsmarted the two. Two groups so that's kind of what i feel about this and it's fairly predictable like there's nothing that's surprising yeah and i think that's that's the key that's the key isn't it because because the great silence is that shocking and that surprising yeah. it does take away from django because there is yeah. nothing like that exactly. as brilliant as django's ending is i mean it is brilliant yeah. it's, it's, it's be- good it's a beautiful ending great film it's a beautiful ending and the film really is great Really is a great film. You know, it's easily for me an eight out of ten movie. Definitely. Um, but the Great Silence just has that little bit more. Has that more panache, that more, mm. you know, that polish. I think yeah, that's, that's the main thing in the scripting. It's polished. Like I said, it knows when to shut the fuck up yeah. and let the scene do the talking. Let absolutely. the let the let this oh, for an awful pun let the silence do the <laughs> yeah, talking yeah absolutely though it's right you're, you're totally so, right for me as well I, I think I said this earlier that I don't think the script has anything to say no it doesn't other than this is a western yeah this is a gunfight this is the the hero yeah. you know quote unquote hero this is why he's doing it this is why he's doing blah, it blah 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 <clears throat> Also, I felt like Django had so much exposition. Yeah. Like, where where we see silence, we see his tragic backstory in full colour, you know, yeah, as brute depicted. One, one beautiful sequence, amazing sequence. We're here, we hear, oh yeah, my girl, my ex-girlfriend died. Yeah, and that's to do with budgetary, I think. Exactly. Isn't it? They just couldn't, they just clearly, it. It's clearly just a budgeting thing. They've, they've, they've had the locations, they've gone, these are the locations, this is what we need, yeah. end of budgetary constraints, which yeah. is fine. But that does affect the story. It's a lot of, yeah. show me, don't tell me. Yeah. You know, we want that. Um, exposition is the crime of exactly. cinema isn't it sometimes I mean sometimes exactly. it works brilliantly where somebody does explain something and yeah. you go my god that changes everything I mean let's let's go <laughs> Empire you don't need to see Luke being birthed and, and, and no. Anakin being there I mean no. we get that in the prequels but yeah. as soon as he says I am your father you yeah. go oh fucking hell of course and, and that shocking. is a form yeah. of exposition the way he's like no I am your father yeah. you killed him you killed my father and he goes no, no I'm your no, father. I'm father that's a form it's of it's not like you... oh let me tell you the whole story yeah, it's, yeah. but it's, it's, it's done yeah. perfectly so yeah with Django it is literally just like and yeah. this happened and then that and, happened and, and oh, I did I, that oh I remember you we were in prison together let's yeah. be friends yeah they don't show us his history. They yeah. don't. They don't pepper we'll, we'll it. Go and, we'll go and do this. We'll go and do this um, heist because yeah. we were good at doing that heist. Yeah, we, we worked out together. Yeah, we're going to say we're going to do it. But yeah, yeah. 
or you know, or again with the with the the main female lead, she goes, you know, oh, she betrayed this, she betrayed this gang for this gang, yeah. and all this sort of stuff. And again, it's budgetary constraints, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But it does affect the film and the writing of the film. Um, so I'm going to personally give this point to Silence. Absolutely. And you as without, well? Without a doubt. I think it's, it's difficult to really judge it because obviously Silence is purely in, Ita- in Italian with subtitles. Yes. Yeah, it's hard. To... So it is, it is interesting. I'd be interested to see how much is the mm. same or different watching Django with purely yes. Italian dialogue and yeah, subtitles. I, yeah, that would be that would be beneficial, I think. I would like to rewatch it with yeah. you. Um, but that's the moot again, point at this point, isn't it? We're exactly. judging them by how we've seen them and we've exactly. seen them and, as and they this are. And this was the, the only way we could view them, really. Yeah. Um, given Legally. Yeah, legally. <laughs> this is the only way we could have found a way to view them. So we've done that, yeah. and that's fine. Um, so, yeah, so, so writing I have to give to, to definitely to silence. So yes. You're the same. So moving on to acting. Um, what did you think of the acting of the two films? I loved Franco Nero. I think he had it spot on. Yeah. I think it was perfect. Like I said, that that moment at the end of the film where he's struggling to get the the pistol on that cross, you know, he's trying to trying to get yeah. it positioned perfectly. Brilliant, it's really brilliant. The minutia that he had, you know, with the way he was looking, what he was mm. doing, you know, how he was trying to do it. He's got a great. Painful. He's got a great look as well. Like this, yeah, he does. Those yeah. crystal blue eyes. Yeah. he has. Like I said, very attractive man. Like yeah. if I was that way inclined, he could stick his Gatling gun <laughs> in my coffin any time of the week. Um, but, but yeah, but for me, just the way that the characters are in the Great Silence, Loco does exactly the same things as Franco Nero. He's yeah. very. It's all about the eyes and yeah. looking again. But like crystal blue eyes. Yeah, I mean. There's, a, there's loads of Western films where it is all about the eyes. Once Upon a Time in the West, it's oh, the yeah. eyes. Yeah. You know, Charles Bronson, the and eyes in that yeah, film. Yeah, the um, Good, the Bad and the Ugly. Yeah. There's a, the close-up of each exactly. of the, them in the, during the Mexican yeah. standoff it's, with it's the eyes. It's kind of a cheat, yeah. but at the same time, you can't establish that cheat unless you have the character there, if you have yeah. the performance there already. So with Loco in The Silence, the performance is there already because... Is is a bit is a bit sort of like aloof, if you like. Is he's, mm. he's sort of like ah, I don't care. I'll, yeah. I'll do it this way. Mm. You know, you can't draw your gun because I'll. You know, if you do it first, you yeah. know, then you're you're in, you're in trouble. Yeah. And that's the his performance is very much like that. Mm. There's loads of secrets. Like everybody's like, ah, oh, but you can't do that. And he goes, oh, well, take it easy. I'll take it easy. I'll yeah. do it this way. Exactly. Well, I'm gonna leave him out in the snow. Mm. It draws it back, so it's not it's it's not like in your face. I'm a villain. I'm a bad guy. It's yeah. not like going. It's, it's not like it's not like stabbing someone or licking the knife. It's no, not no, over it, the top it is very it is very much slow and you know thoughtful. And then you obviously get Silence, who is very much you know the performance there. And he's a great performance. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It must must have been a difficult performance to do, mm. not being able to speak or convey messaging across. Yeah. So everything he does again is with the eyes, yeah, yeah. you know. The way he responds quickly, yeah. you know, the, pulling Flip out his flexing. weapon, you know, when he needs to. I think that's why he's got the Mauser pistol because mm. it's much more, yeah, bam, bam, bam. super fast, and yeah. it just shows how quick a gunslinger he is. Uh, I mean, even that scene with the potatoes, there's throwing potatoes in the air, yeah, and he takes them all out. Yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant, fantastic. But again, even like the, the female character, <laughs> oh, there he goes. The female, Go again. The female character, yeah. is much better drawn out. Oh, yeah. Much better. She's she's know. a better conceived female character. Yeah, like the 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 prostitute in Django is not. She's kind of there, 
Yeah, but the performance but she, doesn't really yeah. give anything to it. But this this character, you know her drive. You know, like she's again, she doesn't really have a, a drive or a need or a desire other than just staying alive yeah. in Django. But yeah. in in uh, the Great Silence, Pauline's character, you know that that goes to show. I remember Pauline's yeah. name. I don't remember the the Django's female you know, that, character. That's a really good point. That actually, you know, I can't honestly think of yeah. her name. I can't remember when they even mentioned her name. It might be. Mar- I'm sure they did. I'm Mar- sure they did. Mar- 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 begin with an M, yeah. maybe. Doesn't matter because the better performance, the better character, and the better acted performance. Again, better written as well. Yeah. <clears throat> is is the great silence and and she has drive. She wants revenge. She doesn't know how to do that. Yeah. And even the other even the other kind of prostitutes and and women of the town are all like Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all very strong, all really good. Yeah, they are because that one woman yeah. who's trying to slow down Loco from coming in and finding them. Yeah. Again, again it showcases Loco's resolve. She draws first. Yeah. And then he takes her out. Yeah. But she even she's like she's a very strong woman. She says, You'll not get in, you will never find them. Yeah. And he goes, Okay then. And then she goes, Right, yeah, yeah. they'll shoot you and he yeah. blows her away. Even even like when Pauline, you know, she needs to sell a house, she needs to pay silence yeah. to do this. Goes to Polycut, who's a fucking awful guy. Yeah. Um and he's a proper lech. And he says, I don't need your money. I just want to basically have sex with you. Yeah. And she says, no, that's absolutely mm-hmm. not. That's no, no matter how much I want this revenge, I'm not doing that yeah. for you. And that's great. And and there's a lot of Westerns where the probably the female would, the female, you know, the character yeah. would well, just go, okay, this is the way it is. This yeah. is the way of the world. I'm just going to have to let him have but sex. But again, with yeah, for me, that's like a marker of a good a good Western. So once upon a time in the West, the yeah. female character in that, she's a prostitute. Mm. She's a whore, if you like. Mm. But she's She marries into a wealthy man who has this really decent plot of land. Yeah. He gets killed before she even gets there. And all through the film, she plays the the major male characters against themselves, she basically uses her body yeah. to get what she wants in the end. Mm. But she's shrewd enough and smart enough to say, well, this is it's just flesh. Yeah. I have the marker on this land. I know what it's worth. Yeah. My flesh doesn't matter mm. because my mind is stronger than these men and their perceived yeah. realities. That is a good... That, for me, that is... a brilliant marker for a great western and it yeah. happens here in the silence that woman she knows exactly what she wants mm. unfortunately for her it doesn't work no it doesn't end up it anyway. fails it ends up in her death but the journey that she has is a strong journey a journey mm. where she knows exactly she can see the outline she can see the ending yeah and she wants to make it work mm. but yeah, it doesn't happen. Tragically, nothing nothing quite goes right for any of the characters. No, it doesn't, no. Great no, not at all. I do, I do have to mention, um, I think it's Fred Wolf again as the as the sheriff. I, yeah. I really love his performance in The Silence. A great performance. Because he's the, he's the only guy, for me, that is, is genuinely trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Throughout the entire <laughs> film, he's like, and he's a bit, he's not, He's not what you would deem like a, a good sheriff. He's no, he's, he's like in this, the middle, isn't he? Yeah. So like uh, I can do the right thing, but I'm not yeah. always going to do the right. And thing. He's a bit clumsy and he's unlucky, and you know he's 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 very fallible. Yeah, but that that kind of made me. In, it, he inde- it was in, he was endeared yeah, to me yeah, more yeah. because of that. And like and when he when he loses his life, and we didn't discuss this earlier, but the the alternate ending. One of the alternate endings. There was two alternate endings. One was, yeah. one was more ambiguous about the what would happen to 
Silence, Pauline, and the rest of the bandits. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of left up to your own device of, of what you decide happens. But there's a happy ending where Fred Wolf, who, who gets shot, falls into the ice, comes out of the ice, comes back, rescues everybody, um, yeah. everyone's saved, and then and then he's like, hey, Silence, do you want to be my deputy? And Silence just kind of smiles as in, like, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I'll be your deputy, which... Um, again, most people hate that ending, and I yeah. do as well because it just—it's ridiculous. Just sounds it's stupid. A, it is a ridiculously sounding ending. Yeah, but it, but he was forced to film it. And I think he—I yeah. think it was very much like a Blade Runner type ending where they were like, "Do it as shit as possible." Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we won't actually use this ending. Yeah, Jesus, because fuck me, there are so yeah. many endings in Blade Runner. It's unreal. Uh, yeah, I don't even, we won't even get into that right no, now. No, no, we'll, we'll this fuck. podcast is long Jesus enough without Christ. that. I mean, you um, could do an entire podcast on Blade Runner's endings. Just the endings. Um, alone. Um, but yeah, yeah so... I mean, that's, so uh, again, that's the thing, because obviously the director was like, no, this is the right ending. Yeah, this is, yeah. This I'm, is the right I'm ending for this. it. And it, it is quite sad when the sheriff dies. Because yeah. It's literally like, oh, I did expect him to come back. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, did. well, he's, he's in uh, local. Well, he's in the ice, isn't yeah. he? And I was like, is he? Yeah. Could he crawl he out? He doesn't come back. And it's like, yeah. that's the harsh reality of it, isn't it? It's, this is it. This yeah. is it. Like, to be fair, if I fell in the ice, I probably would be... Yeah, dead. but that's because yeah. even if he got out the ice, it's mm. exposure. Exactly. So he's going to die of exposure. Yeah. Before he even gets to the team. Yeah. I mean, um, that's because he takes him out into the middle of nowhere, doesn't he? Well, it's literally <laughs> like, he's out there. There's no way he can literally survive it. No, it's absolutely not. One of my favourite facts about the film, actually, was that um, when they weren't filming in the big kind of vistas of all the snow and stuff, in snow hills in the town, they, uh, they covered everything in shaving foam. Like, yeah. gallons... Of shaving foam to to give the appearance yeah. of snow. Um, I can't even imagine how minty that must have smelt. That's even if it was minty, you don't even know what shaving foam, shaving foam was like back then. Oh yeah, true. Could have been anything. Riddled with arsenic. Oh god! <laughs> depleted uranium shells. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I again, I think the acting. Again, I think just it's, it's just stronger in silence. Yeah, it is. It is. It's I mean, just you only have to look at that that standoff sequence. Yeah, where nothing is said. You got the music and everything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't factor in, but the acting is stronger because they don't have to say anything. You can see it in their emotion of the, the way they're playing it. Yeah, you know those small moments. The small moments are what work best. Yes. in the silence, apart from obviously the the ultra violence. Yeah, that's where the acting comes into it because it mm. is literally just play into the moment like the match goes into the drink you know he takes that look out of the side of his eye yeah. that's that's acting yeah it's not about what how they how they pronounce no. the lines for no. me a lot of the time it's literally you know what they do in that situation what yeah. the actor does in i mean that situation. i mean let's i mean let's talk about it this way we we i don't know italian you don't know italian no i don't know um you know we're, we're trying to read these subtitles as quick as possible mm-hmm. <clears throat> um but those are the moments that stick with you. The, yeah. the moments where it's not all exposition and dialogue. It's yeah. the moments where it's just you know what the character wants. You you know you yeah. like you can see it. Yeah, you don't need to the, yeah. you need, need, don't need to know it. You can tell. Yeah, exactly. Because we can just tell everything. Definitely, that's, that's the true acting. You know, in the piece, and that's why silence gets my vote. Yep, gets your vote. Definitely for acting. So moving on to the next category, music. Oh. It has to be the silence. Yeah, <laughs> the great silence. I, it has I to agree. Be. I agree it's as well. Ennio Morricone. Yeah. I mean, um, again, again, not a bad score um, by the by the uh, the gentleman who scored Django. It does fit the piece. Yes, it, does, it fits that type of film. It fits the style. It fits the 
bombasticness that it we, does we it does it really does and but it is the, the soundtrack was um was done by Luis Bakalov, I think it was Okay. I think it was anyway. Yeah. Yeah, conducted by Luis Bakalov. Okay. Say, I I don't recognize that name at all. No, I th- I am not sure I'm not familiar with his work no. either. But it is a good it is a good score. It is a great score for Django, but it is a predictable score. It is yeah. it is a score I have heard again very similar a thousand times before in spaghetti westerns or yeah. revisionist westerns. I've heard it. Because it has its own theme tune at the start. Yeah. Django. Django. Yeah, exactly. It's so it's very it's very structured and based upon the theme. Yeah. The theme of the character, which isn't a bad thing at all. No. But with the great silence, what is so brilliant about Ennio Morricone is that he he he, he blends all aspects of a film within the score hmm. to the point where the score does become its own character. It yeah, does absolutely. become its own theme. It feels like we're we're almost shitting on Django. No, we're not. We're absolutely but not. But it's the, just it's just the it, it's the it's the sheer difference in yeah. the quality of production from Django to hmm. The Great Silence. Absolutely. It just shows how quickly things were moving in the Western genre in the space of two years. Sergio Corbucci has developed and evolved. From Django into The Great Silence. And again, Django is no slouch of a film. Django Absolute is a great not. film. It's a fucking great it's a f- film. A great Western. If it has some great moments in it. Yeah. It's great fun. acting in it. It's it's a brilliant film. If you're just after a straightforward spaghetti Western, yeah. Django's your go-to. Yeah. If you're after something a bit more deeper and something that will probably linger with you. Yeah. And subvert every established trope and theme and everything within the genre. Even... Like going back to Ennio Morricone, this is not a typical Ennio Morricone score. This is not a typical no. Western score. It's very and haunting. That is what makes it. Yeah. Again, definitely. The whole film is subverting what Westerns can be. Yeah. Everything about it, down to the writing, the acting, the directing, it's all turned on its head. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that is what makes it. And and Ennio Morricone is. On his on his best days, fantastic, yeah. and this is like we said, easily one of his best work, best yeah, scores. Yeah. Again, I've never heard it before. This is the first time I've ever watched it, but easily I can say it's in easily his top three scores. You know, and I've heard a lot of his a fair, yeah, I fair mean, bit I've, of his I've work. Heard, I've heard. Oh, I mean, he did what did he do? What did it say on? The news when it announced he um, passed good, away, like five hundred. Is it five hundred scores? Jesus, I think I might, I might, that might be slightly he, over, but the between three hundred and five hundred yeah. scores that he'd done, which is ridiculous. They even used Tarantino. Even used some of his un, unused stuff yeah. on on uh, on the Hateful Eight yeah. stuff, stuff from previous films that he ended yeah. up never using. They just kind of threw that in, yeah, um, which is. Incredible, it's unbelievable. I, t- I tell you, actually, one of the films I looked at on the podcast was was scored by him, uh, which is Orca, uh, which is like the the jaw exploitation yeah, rip off. Yeah, um, I mean that's just it. I mean, yeah. he, he's done he's done brilliant scores for really terrible films, yeah. and he's done brilliant scores for really brilliant films. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, there's a lovely there's yeah. a lovely like whale love song in it. Uh, yeah, like and it's and again, I wouldn't know how to write a whale love song, but he slams it. He smashes yeah. it. I mean, like well, I, was, I said earlier on about like the the man with the harmonica in mm. uh, Once Upon a Time in the West, and it's it's sort of like it's less like a harmonica. It doesn't sound too much like a harmonica, but it's yeah. the reverberations mm. that he creates with that score that 
creates a character theme which mm. is very haunting and very it's really shrill and yeah. it's like it, it just it underpins an uncertainty with the character with the film mm. with the direction of the film where you know the, the story as well and that's what happens with the great silence mm. the score provides like an uncertainty about what's going to happen yeah. you're not quite sure what to think because there are no individual themes there are no like yeah. this is the hero yeah. that kind of thing it is very much like this is going to happen but you don't yeah. know what's going to happen yeah it's, it's unpredictable yeah the unpredictable nature of his score feeds into the film and the film feeds into mm. his score as well absolutely it's such it's such a mutual it's mutually beneficial yeah it, it's it's incredible how a film can be married so well to 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 a score yeah. like it's and that's the beauty of Ennio Morricone he yeah. could do that he did it with the gangster film you know uh, once upon a time in America yeah yeah you know he, he, he did it with the thing you yeah. know even though of course John Carpenter yeah, put yeah. his own themes and whatever into it he did, I think Carpenter, Carpenter did all the le- electronic yeah. stuff but it it, it that's the beauty of Ernie Morricone. He mm. is able to, you know, put something in that really enhances the film, yeah. and then likewise mm. be enhanced by the film. It's yeah. it's, it's it's a rare talent. There's it's only a, there's only a, a few direct, there's only a few composers and directors that can get that. Mm. Obviously, you've got Hans Zimmer and Christopher mm. Nolan. You could argue they're the same thing. Yeah, they have that connection. You like uh, Spielberg, maybe John Williams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, and then it's John John Williams and George Lucas. It's yeah. the same. It's the same yeah. thing. It's, a, it's the connective tissues that influence each other, rather than oh, this is the score. Yeah, I'll just slap that it. on the film. That's yeah. it. Which is what Django kind of feels like in a yeah. way. It feels like it was put on afterwards, rather it's, than being yeah. sort of like connect to. And again, there's no. I don't feel like it's. As original as Django is, I don't think it's original enough. Yeah, that's the um, thing. The, 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 the like, opening theme, yeah. even though they use it in um, Django Unchained, like yeah. Django, yeah. you know, for me it doesn't fit. Yeah. I, I love it, I love it, but it doesn't fit. It just doesn't sit. Yeah. I felt like, okay, it's a bit more pulpy than I yeah. kind of want it's it kind to of, be. It's Yeah, it is. it does scream kind of... Ex- Italian exploitation, yeah, and that type of filmmaking, yeah. Um, again, which is probably perfect for that film, absolutely, yeah. But in well, comparison, can it, yeah. in comparison to The Great Silence, yeah. which in my mind is a masterpiece, yeah, of the Western genre, it's a masterpiece film, mm-hmm. and you just can't. Yeah, it's it's so hard to compare. It's 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 almost sad that I have to compare these two films. Yeah, it, they're both, it almost they're both great, crime, isn't it? But one of them is vastly greater than the other. Yeah. Um, but that is a testament to the director's evolution. Absolutely. So absolutely. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing. We're not that, taking anything away. No, which is which is a criticizing. Good thing. You know, for no. the sake of criticizing, it's no. literally just like well, the way I see it is like I can see the different. Yeah. I can see the craft. We can the see the evolution of, craft. of everything. Yeah. Of, of all his work is cinematography yeah. everything he's done um, um, speaking of cinematography um, that is next as the category and I think I'm again going to give it to silence because I think when I when I think of Django I just think of a muddy town and a bit of desert mm. and the sound and the you know the the sand pit the uh, quicksand yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the only things I can really think of. Um, and you got you got the initial establishing shot when he's yeah, it's great. Oh, coffee. absolutely, yeah. You've got the vast scape yeah. of the Utah-looking mm. environment, don't you? But yeah. 
But again, it's, no- it's notoriously difficult to film in snow yes. because you've got the whiteout and everything like that. So on that basis alone, cinematography wins yeah, because exactly. there's, no, there's no instances in The Great Silence where you go, I can't see shit. Yeah. Because it's it's scoped and yeah. filmed that perfectly that you can see absolutely yeah. everything every there's, single there's very, moment. There's very little kind of wide... You know, in all-encompassing shots in Django. Yeah. It's basically, you know, you're, you're, the shot is on the action. Yeah. Wherever that is, the shot is going to be on the action. It's dead tight. Yeah. Really, really claustrophobic yeah. almost. It's, you're, you're, you're in the action. Again, not a bad thing no, for that movie. Perfect for the character because you're literally yeah. following that character as he's trying jumping to around and there's people getting shot all yeah. around him and he's shooting different people. Absolutely. For that film, for the context of that film, fantastic. Not bad. However pales in comparison to the gorgeous looking Great Silence it just is a beautiful film it's haunting again the haunting visuals the cold blank like slate the the tabula rasa we have that we just see everything the 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 starkness of the yeah, landscape. Yeah, because you get, you get loads of establishing shots in that film, in The Great Silence, mm. and non, no two look the same. Mm. They all look different. It's almost like they went, um, we'll go and film that mountain. 30 miles north yeah. and try and make it look, you know, try and yeah. keep it. So it, it. Because it is that exposed and that vast, mm. you know, it, even if and you like, just and like, tilted the camera, yeah. it's like, well, it's a completely new scenario. It's a completely different environment altogether but mm. you still have the underpinning of the snow and yeah. the desolation of the snow and like you were saying that that it looks to every shot looks totally different yeah like how hard must that be with all that snow to yeah. make it look that different yeah that you know separate from the previous shot yeah but it they succeed yeah absolutely I mean, succeed. to film in snow you need to like have correct white balance and all yeah. that shit God. and God. there's no single moment where you go ah, i can see where the fluff in here yeah not one single moment. It is Absolutely literally not. spot on right the way through. And I, I, I should really know who the cinematographer was for it. Yeah, so should I. I should know the cinematographer. Um, because but, it's but literally just it's, just... it's just brilliant. Yeah. Like, you know, the craft of it. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, just... But, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> really know what you say? I, exactly. What else can we say? I'm not, I'm just... not, I'm that alone. I don't really know yeah. what else to say. Because I mean... Even, the... like, the framing of... So, like, the, the shootout and... Yeah. You know what happens at the very end. It's, again, it's just very even in the saloon, like Great Silence is again the, in the saloon in the Great Silence. It doesn't. It feels like a saloon in Django. It feels like a set. Yes, it does. Yeah, it that's is a very clearly a set. That's, um, a really, that's a really, really good point. To and, be fair. and it and it and even the costuming is is brought to to you know you can see the faults in the costuming due to the cinematography. Yeah, but again. Fair play to it. It's the budget. Yeah. It's a budgetary thing. So I've just found that the cinematography was by somebody called Silvano Il Polti. Okay. Um, for the Great Silence, mm. I'm not sure if that is the same gentleman. No. So no, for different. Django, it was Enzo Baboni. Okay. Um, but obviously, I don't know too much about them. But no. Just no. for basis, there you yeah. Go. So, so if you want to look up those cinematographers, because yeah. they're both so again, clearly Sergio Cabucci made. Made a change, yeah, and I think I think that was a good move. I think um, he's obviously seen the the cinematographer's work and gone. This is what I need yeah. for this particular film. <clears throat> now the the next, I, I feel like we discussed this already, but so we're going for the greatest arms there, aren't we? So the next, the next, <laughs> the next, the next topic is direction. Uh, the next category is direction, but I think we've <laughs> talked about the direction 
anyway, it's this is a this is a this is a home run for the Great Silence. Absolutely, yeah. Purely, purely because it, it is literally a continuing evolution of his craft. I mean, exactly. I've I've said that several times already, but mm. for me, that's what it is. It's literally yeah. like he's Django was brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. But the Great Silence is that next step. That's yeah. that. It's that step into masterpiece territory. Mm. You've got Batman Begins, which is Django. Yeah. You've got the Dark Knight, which is the Great yes, Silence. Absolutely, it's what a that great step into masterpiece. What territory. a great parallel to make. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Um, I think one of, Django is great because it sticks reg, uh, like rigidly to the formula. Yes, that is the spaghetti western that we know as the spaghetti western, and 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 it plays. And, you know, it adds new elements. It, it, you know, it twists things a little bit. You know, turns it this way, turns it that way. Yeah, the Gatling cannon is the yeah. clear example of that. Exactly, and that whole, the whole, that whole massacre of that the Red Hood gang. But the Great Silence takes the entire genre, all of its tropes, everything about it: music, setting, characters, uh, writing, you name it, themes, everything, and just flips it. Entirely flips it and and opens up this new level of deconstruction of the Western genre. Yeah. What it could be, what it can be, what it should be, and all these kind of political themes and allegories that he put within it has only made this film greater. This for me easily comes in my top three westerns ever. Like I, you know, I've not seen that many, but I've still seen a good few. Yeah, and I easily would put it in the, at least top three, if not top five. You know, of great westerns. Um, I'm there on the top five. Thing. Yeah, Def- I think I think it's there, definitely really. definitely for me. <clears throat> um, I, I I need to look at my list again, but I think it's it's definitely up there. Yeah, for for great westerns. I think if you're a fan of of, of westerns in general. Even if you're a fan of just cinema, Italian cinema, spaghetti westerns, whatever, I think you owe yourself to see The Great Silence. Um, just Absolutely. even just as a filmmaker <clears throat> or somebody wanting to get into film or a film fan, I would just go out and see see The Great Silence if you can find it. Again, it's going to be a bit tricky to find, I'll, yeah. I, but it is worth the hunt. Trust me. Um, even if you've got like a region free DVD player, maybe you can get one from abroad, a DVD. Yeah, just well make the effort. worth just it. Make the well effort. worth it. Um, no matter how much that costs, go and do it. Um, again, Django is a lot of fun, available on Amazon Prime. Yeah. If you just want a straightforward Western, bombastic, fun, you know, is what it is. If you want something in vain with the kind of Sergio Leone stuff, I would go with that. Uh, yeah. But if you're looking for something entirely different and Something you know, game changing. You go with a great silence. That's um, what it is. It's a ga- it's a game changer for the genre in every sense of the word. Every sense of the word, and and that is why I think this is the only. I think this, other than the Clone Balls I did for what I did with Dan about um, Trick or Treat and Tales of Halloween. I think this is the yeah, only yeah. other one that has just <clears throat> wiped the, the board. Thing. Just that's it. Yeah, that is the clear winner. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, um, fantastic! Yes, wow that was that was a hell of a discussion. It certainly was. It's I mean, gonna, we've been going on there for a while, haven't we? We but certainly have. It's a long one, but it was it was well worth it. Yes. and it's I mean, some juicy stuff. We could just carry on talking about it. That's, that's the brilliant brilliance of both the films. Yeah. I mean, we could just carry on talking about the influences they made, you know, on Western genre yeah. in itself. You know, it, it's they really are really good films. 
both of them, and it's it's I I feel I feel a bit guilty that we've had to compare them. However, yeah, I must admit I do. I mean, yeah. as we were as we were discussing further off it, I was like, oh, I know where this is going. We're, yeah. go, we're going to whitewash, you know. Yeah, we're, we are. we're going to completely do Django in. We're not even going to give it a look in. But I'm glad, I, however, it's I, when not, we when we were discussing Django, like I came in thinking oh, Django wasn't really as good, but the more we discussed Django, the more I went. Now, actually, I really enjoyed Django. Yeah, like, I mean, that's I really, the thing. Really that's the thing. We, 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 I, I feel like I have to sort of like make that distinction very yeah. clear. Django is a really, really good film. Yeah. To be fair, you know, Django Unchained. I think I prefer Django 1966. Really? Wow. I think I do. Wow. Okay, compared to Tarantino's Django big, Unchained. Wow. Okay. That's I a big really statement. do because because I can see the honesty in the craft. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that Django Unchained isn't honest or anything. No. You know, but I can see. The influences of Django, 1966, Sergio Kabuchi film, yeah. the influences that that had in, you know, in the rough cut of it yeah. is there. Mm. You know, it, yeah. that influenced Sergio Kabuchi to create the silence. It, yeah. it, it, it probably forced many more Western films where they did kind of like, oh, you know, ultra-violence is yeah. the way and things Let's like that. Let's try this. Let's try that. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Things like that, even Tombstone, to a degree, I'd say, yeah. take some bombastic elements from from Django yeah. because Tombstone is a very bombastic film. There's a yeah. lot of you know hardcore shootouts oh, yeah. and whatever. You know, there's a lot of flailing about and things like that. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of like gambling scenes. Yeah, exactly. Where, you know, the 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 characters are completely antagon completely antagonized by each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No guns are being pulled. And yeah, stuff. exactly. I it's mean, all about that, the eyes. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean. The the influences of Django you you cannot underestimate, Absolutely. and that's one thing I, I want to make abundantly clear is that yeah. even though we have sided with the Great Silence yeah. completely, On it, every it, it, it is just a better film. Yeah. It's a much more well crafted, well rounded, well directed yeah. film. Mm. In, well, it, yeah. it, it just is in every he's, single he's, aspect. He's learned from he's learned clearly learned from Django. Yeah. And become a better storyteller, filmmaker, you know, because of that. Yeah, and, exactly. And if you didn't have Django, you would not have The Great Silence. Absolutely. You I would think, not I have think, it. And I think that's the best kind of, the nicest thing we can say <laughs> about Django. Django is a great film. Eight out of ten, like you say. Eight, eight, eight out of ten, out of ten easily eight out of ten. Definitely eight out of ten. Great Silence, ten out of ten. Absolutely. It has to be a ten out of ten. For me, for me, it is. If I was to do one of my angry reviews right now, <laughs> it would literally be a solid fucking ten out of ten. It literally would. You'd be so angry, you would that happy about it well this is it I mean you can get angry all the time but mm. it, it, oh, it's just it, it, it's brilliant it's a brilliant to be fair like, I, I, for me anger comes very close to like passion you well know that's I mean? it that's, so, that's the basis of what I do yeah. with my reviews it's, it's not anger I'm angry at everything no. it's anger because I'm abundantly yeah. passionate and I'm angry about that passion exactly Exactly. So that's that's where they come from. from and you're me. passionate. You're passionate about the media and the and the yeah. the form of entertainment and the, yeah. and the filmmaking behind it. You're, exactly. You know the <clears> the <throat> idea and the and the craft itself. Yeah. You know you and that's what you really yeah. put forward. Um, I still do enjoy the ones where you don't enjoy the film. <laughs> well, like, those are my favorites. My yeah. That, those are what ones where you're actually angry. Like Maleficent those... two and Artemis <laughs> Fowl. You know what? I, a, I kind of have a morbid curiosity about those films now that I need to see them. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> fucking hell. I mean, we're, 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 a bit of shameless publicity for myself. Do it, do it. Watch my review for Maleficent 2, and if you like that film, don't subscribe. <laughs> don't even like the video. Don't even dislike it. Just walk away. For God's sake, just walk away, please. All right. I only have 37 subscribers on my channel anyway. I don't need you. 
you know what I mean? But oh my god! Well, but I, I do. I, 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 love, I love that. You, I love that you like you went to sell your pod. You went to sell your YouTube channel, and then you absolutely did not sell your YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm not. This is the thing. I'm not. I'm not really. I'm an opportunist. I'm a self promoter. Don't even bother. <laughs> I'm. I'm less inclined about the subscribers I'm about people finding good films to watch. And if you like Maleficent too, I don't want to know. To be honest, <laughs> I really don't. But I do. I do uh, praise a lot of films. So geez. if you by all means check out my videos, geez, yeah. subscribe to the channel and whatever. It's an Angry Andy reviews, yeah. Angry Andy reviews on on YouTube, yeah. and it's angry. It's an um, Andy underscore reviews on Twitter as well. If you want Excellent. to follow me yeah, on you, there, you're quite new on Twitter, aren't you? I am. Yeah, oh, absolutely I used to be on Twitter. Tag you in this. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That would be lovely. But Excellent. I am very new to Twitter. I used to have it a few years ago, but this I'm just purely on reviews. And yes, of course, collectibles yeah. and all that. Shit I, as I well. also had Twitter, but I deleted it because yeah. it was more of the, the my acting Twitter, which I didn't really yeah. use. Um, so I was likewise. Like, oh, yeah, what a time that was. Yeah, what a t- <coughs> what a day, what a day, what a time, what a what a life we led. Yeah, um, which ended very bleakly, much like silence. <laughs> um, you could- yeah. I don't just do reviews. I do like collectible unboxings things like yeah. that, but. I liked. I really enjoyed the one where you went in depth about the the Evil Dead Two game and the history behind that and the uh, yeah. you know GoFundMe. That's actually been my most crowdfund. successful video. It's well, it's good. I like. I like. The I got a message. I got a message as well. I think it's a, a real message. I don't mm. want to dingy, but I got a message. I think from Jasco Games who created really? it, saying they were very appreciative of the video. Oh, amazing! But yeah, so Fantastic. just just shows it's good. Anything can happen, really. Yeah, well. I mean, I, I was. Um, I had a similar experience when uh, me and Hannah did a podcast. Yes, yes, on, brilliant. Uh, I love. The, I love this story. Yeah, on the uh, you know Anna and the Apocalypse, which is a zombie Christmas musical, uh, and I, I said, you know, this is going to be a really fun thing. I because she said you need to look at more musicals. So I went, I'll look at more, more yeah. musicals. That was the first one I looked at. L- bloody loved it. Did it over Christmas, and I thought. And I was struggling because because the 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 guests I had, I think you pulled out because I think you were working for one of yeah. them. Yeah. So I had to I had to kind of reshuffle a few things and try and get them all done. And I ended up having to do them all within. I got all the recordings done, but I didn't have the time to get the, them all out at the same yeah, time. You were just so thrashing them, weren't you? So I had to I like because it's a Christmas thing. I was like, I've got to get them out before the end of December. So I, I literally I got home. I think Christmas Eve, I edited Anna and the Apocalypse, got it out. Uh, I tagged the director and the producer yeah. uh, in the film, and they listened to the podcast in full Christmas Eve, yeah. Christmas Day, and responded and said, thank you so much for the... Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it wasn't really a review. We were just gushing about it. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, well, that's yeah. just it, isn't it? It was, it, was just, it was just a fun, fun film. Um, lots of lots of uh, yeah. good stuff. Go listen to that podcast. But they appreciated it, and again, yeah. well, that's all my that's all my thing on the game was. I wasn't yeah. really reviewing it, even though no. I put it on like as a review. I was yeah. literally unboxing it, yeah. and you could uh, look because I've I've, yeah. re- I've rewatched it. I don't really rewatch my stuff. That I do. No. I don't see any benefit in it. But I rewatched yeah. it. And I went, Christ! I'm literally just surprised about every aspect, and I was yeah. when I was opening and it. I posi- was, like positive yeah, surprise. It wasn't like, oh no, it's this piece because of shit. The, because the history around the Evil Dead Two game that came mm. out was just completely fucked. Yeah. To put it bluntly, it mm. was completely fucked. It was all on Kickstarter and it went to shit. Yeah. I lost money, but getting the game just completely eradicated yeah. that because when I opened it, I went, "Oh fucking hell! Yeah. Look at this effort. Yeah, they didn't not, need to do this." Yeah, not only did they provide you the game, they provided yeah. all these extras, the yeah, exactly. you know, cards. And, I didn't and have figurines. to pay anything more than I paid apart yeah. from postage, which I still still had to pay. Like nobody had to pay nobody, from the original one. Nobody had to produce that game. No, of course they didn't. Nobody had any responsibility no. or anything. They didn't have any responsibility to me no. as an original backer. Yeah. 
but it happened and you know even if it you know if it isn't if it is a real response mm-hmm. that's brilliant if it's yeah. not I still take it as like, yeah. well, somebody's watched the video and gone, that's a great yeah. response. Exactly. You know, so, so, but it's, it's those little moments, isn't it? You get, you yeah, get most joy out. For me, that's a thing I joke about. And, yeah. not and like, and that, that was the thing I was like, I was like, who the, who the fuck's going to listen on Christmas Eve? Who the fuck is going to listen? Well, I said all the time, who the fuck's going to watch my videos? Exactly. And I was like, I was like, just, it's not going to happen. I'm going to put it up and, you know, if I get a listen in the next yeah. few days, you know, Fair enough. That's that's pretty cool, yeah. but it's not gonna. I, I doubt it's gonna happen. I doubt there's gonna be much of a response. But again, producer and director said that was great. Thank you for talking about our yeah, film, and rightly so. Yeah, and it was great. And like, I I didn't expect that. And they listened to it because they said thank because they said it wasn't a review. Um, yeah, which was I was like I was like you're right. It's not. I think it was like they said assessment or, uh, or but, experience behind but, your film. But I was those, like those are the most. I think those are the most earnest and honest sort of like things when you when yeah. you when you go in the guise of reviewing something but you don't actually review it yeah. instead you go I mean you just acknowledge how much enjoyment you had of it very rarely very rarely on this podcast I'm, I'm I try and I try to stay in the kind of the positive realm of yeah, whatever yeah. I see if I can because I think there's enough negativity out there already well yeah just look at uh, my stuff <laughs> <laughs> don't want to steal your I don't want to steal I don't want to steal your niche Andy I don't want to steal your niche it's not really a niche though <laughs> I just put myself through it so you don't have to. <laughs> I'm the hero of this story. Wait, <laughs> let Suffer me, so you don't. <laughs> yeah, let me watch Maleficent too. Oh, I'm the martyr. I'm the martyr. I'm the silence in this. I'm the great silence I in this. I, I, can't, I felt like cutting my own face off watching Maleficent <laughs> too. I'm not gonna lie. It would have been full martyrdom, wouldn't it? <laughs> but yeah, I, I think a lot of a lot of the things I tend to to look at, you know, I, I I am partly fond of, or I will try and find positivity where I can. Um, but yeah, there's a couple that are not great um, here and there. But again, you get that in everything, though, don't you? I'm absolutely so glad I chose these two films. I am, yes, and I'm, I'm glad. You know I'm, what? I am as well. I'm I glad. was a little. I'm not gonna lie. I was a little bit skeptical at first. Yeah. Like I messaged you going, mm, "Don't know about these. I don't yeah. think it's gonna work." But yeah. uh, I think they are phenomenal films, and yes. and like usually. You know, the, some of the films I choose are a bit wobbly, and it's you know, I I I love the cult aspect of films, mm-hmm. you know, that people love or hate. I love kind of examining them for, you know, I potentially I'm going to do a, another Clone Wars about uh, with a with a with Dan Ketis about uh, Batman vs Superman taking on. Um, as a Clone Wars, uh, Captain America: Civil War, he would like to do so. Oh, yeah, that's okay. going right. to be an interesting one. Well, um, I'll just put it out there and say Civil War's better. <laughs> well, I, I'll I'll uh, hold off on answering until I've re-examined the films. I think he wants to go with the director's cut of BVS as well. So <sighs> it's we'll not see. better though. It's not. We'll see. We'll see. I. Um, you know, only time will tell. Uh, re, you know, reappraisals happen. You know, so they do. I re, I should see. I, I reevaluated my review on the Last Jedi, so they do happen. They do, yeah, happen. They they do happen. happen. So we'll 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 see. I think I think I'll uh, I think I'll. Oh, I do fancy another Clone Balls. I've done a lot of top fives yeah, recently. I'm I a, do. I'm, but little... I'm also a bit concerned because these ones worked out so well. Yes, I'm concerned. You know, concerned about the my next time you ask me to do one, <laughs> it might not be so good. <sighs> uh, I, was I, don't, f- I don't. I don't mind. Yeah. Good shit. Yeah. But bad or shit, shit that's good, like Robo Geisha and yeah. the like, because they were actually mm. so shit they were good. It certainly were. Uh, I just hope you come up with something that isn't shit and shit. Yes. What is the least shit of the two shits? 
Um, <laughs> Why is the least shit the two shit? <laughs> Let's find out. Um, <sighs> that could happen. Well, um, I'll, maybe I'll give you some. Maybe I'll give you some options because I think I think I do. Oh, I do no, enjoy just, just lay them on me. Just lay them on you. And see what happens. I don't we'll want options. <laughs> Force them upon me, and then I'll go. I hate you. Have you got? Because a, that's, a, as you get, that's how you get a better response. I mean, I mean, if you want, if you want, uh, do you want like a genre, or do you want to, do you want to pick like something? I've got, I've got, I, I don't I've got mind. a shit ton of li- uh, like a big honestly, list. I don't mind. Okay, okay. I'll get. I'll, br- I'll bring one. I'll bring some. I'll bring a couple to your door and see see what you f- see how you feel. All right, we'll go with uh, that. And then we'll, uh, you know, I, uh, do you want to do something a bit more modern? Maybe I don't mind. Honestly, I don't mind. Let's see, I don't so, mind. Um, Surprise! But yeah, if you, if you don't want to do a Clone Balls, I mean, I'm, I'm a little sick of top fives because I've done a lot over lockdown because I was yeah. just <laughs> just the nature of the scenario. Yeah, I was just like, I'm, I'm alone. I might as well just do them. Yeah. And and I was reading a lot of comics, so they tend to be top five comics. So yeah, I'd like to maybe step away or. Or we could do we could do a secret defenders or something else mm-hmm. or maybe or oh actually there's a couple of other kind of podcast ideas that I have in mind I won't talk now until we kind of yeah, get because yeah. get, there's a few versions of the podcast I haven't done yet that I have an idea for yeah so so, um, so we'll see but um, I I think it is about time to sign off on this I do we've, we've waffled <laughs> magically waffled, massively it. waffled I love it I love it two, it looks like two and a half hours <laughs> <laughs> massive bit of waffle um, <laughs> if you if you're going to listen this has been a total waffle for you but it it's good waffle and it's quality two very quality like, yes. like they are, these I wouldn't even consider these cult classics but because of the non-release of the of the yeah. films I think they have I agree. slightly become I agree 100% but these should be up there with Sergio Leone's you know yeah. uh, Man With No Name trilogy absolutely um just these two alone. I'm not. We've not seen the specialists, um, but I would definitely be yeah. be looking for that now after seeing these two. Um, but you can find the podcast and me on Facebook at Secret Bores. Type that into the search bar. Uh, Twitter it's at Dan underscore Bores. Instagram it's Spider Dan Secret Bores. Uh, and the Secret Bores. No Spider Dan Secret Bores. Sorry, <laughs> I don't even know. I can't even read. <laughs> Um, I've been drinking as well. We have. Uh, we have been drinking. We have probably why Can we've gone on so long. Can you tell? Um, so the podcast is available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts once again. I have fixed Thankfully. it. It is back. Uh, Spotify and YouTube, many, many more podcasts. Um, and if you'd like to donate towards podcast, you can buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash Spider-Man the Secret Balls. And when you interact with us, don't forget to use the hashtag prepare for prattle. Yes. Right. Please do. Please, Please do. use those hashtags. We love a good hashtag. Well, thank you very much for having me. And thank you again yeah. for having me in your lovely home in the Angry Andy Reviews yeah. HQ. And if anybody does want to subscribe to my channel, please do. <laughs> please I, I do, do. want. He's only got 37. He's yeah, only got 37. I did have 30 in, so somebody dropped out. Oh, well. <laughs> wasn't me. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. So, I'm, yeah. I'm still listening. Come and find me at Angry Andy Reviews. Angry Andy YouTube. Reviews. Fantastic YouTube channel. One of my favourites. Thank you. I just want to say thank you for bringing these films to my attention. Um, you know what? Love I, it. I'm glad I brought them to my own attention. I'm yes. thanking patting myself on the back. This, right is, now. this has been one of my favourite podcasts. You know, and one of mine. Thank you very much, Andy, for being a part of it. You are a star. We're going to end it there. All right, goodbye, everyone. Bye!